there's one thing I don't know if you felt this way about podcast is because we weren't thinking monetize. We didn't need to monetize when we, when we started it. Um, we were more invested in the relationship capital we were going to get from it. Um, and it's really interesting. Like I always said, it's hard for someone I really want to meet and sit down and talk with. It's hard to just say, hey, Josh, uh, I don't know you, but you want to go get lunch? Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of weird. It's a weird thing. But when you say, hey, I got this podcast, cool platform, mm-hmm. you know, check it out, see if it's something that fits in your lane. Would love to have you on it. It was such a cool, like, warm introduction to people. Because a lot of times, I like today, like, probably half the guests I had on, I met that day. Right. Which was even more challenging. Because the ones who I'd have on who I had history with, I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, you kind of have that fallback of comfort. Mm-hmm. But the ones I met right then, I'm like, oh, shit. You know, this guy's really important. And I had like some big hitters on and I'm just meeting him like, okay, you know, you don't really have that comfort conversation. Um, but now that, that was the biggest regret. There were some we've done deals with, some have invested in the companies, mm-hmm. some are our clients now, some I'm involved. Like, mm-hmm. it, it's so funny that the capital that was built through relationships on it, um, that that was probably worth more than anything if we tried monetizing it with ad dollars and all the other usual. Yeah, I've never even considered what it would be in terms of monetization value. But yeah, relationship capital, I've always believed in that. Um, mm-hmm. I, 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 Dan, Dan felt, how do you say his last name? Fulkerson. No, um, sorry, Jeff. Fleischman. Uh, yeah. yeah. Dan Fenster, is that how you say Jeff it? Fenster. Jeff Fenster. Yeah, he was yeah, on yeah. my podcast. That was was a, he? That's an example. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. You said relationship capital, and Dan uh, introduced me to him a long time ago, and then um, I've read his book. Like, his book is great. It's always things that I always thought but someone put it in, in words, but it makes a lot of sense. He's a savage. He is. Yeah. 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 Um, you should have him on. Yeah. I, I would he, love, I would love to, but except he's, now he's, he's got big. his own. He, he does. Yeah. Yeah. He now launched his and he is crushing it. He's crushing. He's pumping out content. And like, it's funny cause there's just those people who they're going to do something and do it fan, like big. outstanding. Yeah. And that's, I'm like, okay, he launched podcast that he's not, he doesn't play small. Mm-hmm. Like he's fucking, he's going. Well, it's great. Dan talked about him on, my episode when I had him on and I, I've never heard of him. Um, and slowly like I started following him slowly. I'm just seeing this guy fucking everywhere, everywhere, mm-hmm. like all the time. And then Crazy. just like blew up. Right. He has all these people like Tim. Um, who's like, what's that book? Relentless. Tim, oh, Tim Grover. Grover, Tim Grover, yeah. Tim Grover on. I'm like, he watching had Grover these on? yeah. Oh shit. I didn't know that. And I'm like, dude, that's big. That's big. Yeah. Like, and I, and I listened to that book every year. Because that book is just savage. It's yeah. gangster. Yeah. Um, so I just like watched his, and then I ended up, we ended up meeting and passing at one of the events that um, someone had that Dan was a part of. And then Dan connected me with him and was like, you guys should, should connect um, and go on each other's podcast, which is cool. But that's yeah, rad, nothing, nothing's ever happened to it, but yeah. That's rad. But it's power of connections. Like I would have never connected with him if it wasn't for, yeah. for Dan. And Dan's yeah, a for sure. great connector of great human. Connector. Yeah. And a good human. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so talk about, we just got right into this, um, <laughs> which <laughs> I love. We did half a podcast out there. <laughs> yeah. No, we did. We were talking about a lot of different shit, which I'm, you know, I'm, I'm totally down to get into. Um, let's talk a little bit about, uh, you guys acquire, so you have Pokey Vita, Point Loma Sports Bar? Is that what it's called? Yeah, it's called Good Bar. Good Bar. In Point Loma, yeah. I don't think I've ever been there, so I'm going to have to try it out. You got to stop by. Yeah, Best yeah. cheesesteak in San Diego. Oh, cool. I love yeah. cheesesteak. <laughs> um, and then Pokey Vita, you have the restaurant, and then you have uh, Dropkick. the Dropkick. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys acquired Dropkick? Yeah, so it was previously called Seven okay. uh, Coffee Cold Brew. And funny story, the uh, the owner was a retired pitcher for the Padres, Heath Bell. Mm-hmm. Um, so he retired and, you know, had a passion for coffee and, and put it all together uh, in 2017. And I knew, I knew someone with a small piece of equity who called me right away. I was just excited about the acquisition mm-hmm. and being involved with Heath Bell, like... And I said, well, hey, man, I had, I had an office in the gas lamp at the time, and they did this a service we still offer where we give you like a, jo- a kegerator machine and mm-hmm. cold brew. It's subscription-based. And I'm like, hey, sit, bring me a machine. I want to support. And the, the cold brew was fantastic. Mm-hmm. And then I just tried to like, before I ever got into uh, entrepreneurism, I was in sales and beverage. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, hey, if there's any way to get involved, you know, I miss that, you know, I miss that part of uh, uh, work. And it never was. Heath wanted to do it his own way. Mm -hmm. But um, at pandemic, it's so funny that I say how things kind of all get connected. At our grand opening for Pokey Vita, because it was supposed to be March 2020. That was literally our grand opening. We we pushed it to May. No dine-in. No, like, it was all the, 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 it was just a crappy, 
great but crappy grand opening. My buddy with the piece of equity in the company, he came there because I supported them there too. I'm like, hey, let's put your coffee in our pokey shop. Mm-hmm. And he came to like deliver, show up. And uh, he's like, hey, I think I think Heath is going to let the company go. He's just frustrated, COVID. He, he's moving his family to to Texas, like mm-hmm. a lot of people. And I go, no way, let me, let me check it out. And so I took Dan, another guy, a couple people that are invested in other companies. And this is like in the trenches. This is April or May of 2020. So like... I, we don't even know what we're doing. I've, I've furloughed that my agency, the restaurants, you know, just barely limping open other right. shit. And I'm like, yeah, let me check it out because I love the product. Sure. So we went down to the brewery and, you know, on the surface, everything kind of checked out with the operation. But then it was kind of looking under the hood of financials and just everything how he was doing. Um, and we struck a deal from here to Texas because he was already in Texas, furloughed his staff. Crazy. And we were actually like managing his team. Cause I knew like the longer this stays closed, we're going to lose shelf space, distribution, all that. So I'm like, we got to get things back open. Right. So we were managing before we actually inked the deal. So these, his employees are like, uh, who the fuck are these people? Right. <laughs> I'm like, well, that's cool though. Yeah, it was. It's a, it, it, I tell the story very lighthearted now, but in 12 years of owning and operating businesses, it's, it, it I hope it's, I hope I can say this indefinitely. It was the biggest challenge, like the hardest thing I've ever fucking done. Um, I think acquiring company is really challenging. Acquiring it during uh, a pandemic is like, what are you doing? <laughs> and and yeah, and, and we were faced with every. I mean, we we you know we manufacture this product, it's distributed all over, and you're, you're dealing with supply chain issues, closures. A big part of our customer base is restaurants and on like on premise kind of, They're all closed. Mm-hmm. So navigating that was you know, all the headaches and then just the nuts and bolts of acquiring and taking over a company. And we wanted to rebrand it right. and do all that. Um, so it was so hard. <laughs> I mean, I think it was a scary time for anyone running any type of business. Yeah. Um, I knew a lot of people who were getting furloughed and getting laid off. And then obviously we saw what happened. Like most, most companies ended up. So, I mean, I think your industry probably was challenging for a couple of years mm-hmm. on my side of things. It wasn't as challenging. Like after the first, four months it was weird and then it started like uptick really fast did that surprise you did you guys did you guys think it was going to be the opposite like it was going to go really i stopped buying houses yeah yeah i I took i took my foot off the gas a little bit i mean no one knows what was going to happen you can't plan for some shit like that no so it's just weird it's so interesting watching consumer behavior because i would have i would have never predicted that no you know the way that people were spending right like on bigger not just like you know ticky tack stuff like buying homes and mm-hmm. cars and all that, I would have never in a million years, someone no. said, hey, the world's going to shut down. We're having a pandemic. Oh, and people are going to spend like, it's not, I'm like, no way. Yeah. No way. No way. Um, so yeah, it was interesting, but definitely food and bev, hospitality, um, tourism, because San Diego is such a tourism right. town. You know, it's not like a light switch. That's why I tell like our politicians treat it like it's a light switch. Like, hey, you're open. Now you're, now you're closed. Now you're open. Like, do you understand what it takes to reopen most of these businesses and the bigger they are as far as like getting your distributors back in with all your food and products, getting your staff back on board at all, all that. It's not a light switch. No. You know, and also then like getting sales back, right. getting your customers back. Um, the tourism, like ho- we work with a lot of hotel, like hotels, they probably had the longest rebound, oh, you I know, bet. because yeah. they rely off the like corporate business and travel and people coming to town. And that was just, dude, that was dark for, it was, a while, man. Yeah. They had a fantastic, they had a terrible 2021, fantastic 2022. And now it's like normalizing. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, man, it's been interesting to watch. How is that roller coaster? But like now that you're kind of over that hump, we don't have those, those COVID problems. I mean, I was thinking there's still a little supply chain issues, right? There are, um, we're fortunately, you know, our, our biggest, the biggest thing we, we import, uh, green coffee. Um, oh, cool. we have a really strong importer, large importer, um, and we never, you know, knock on wood, we never really got um, massive price gouging mm-hmm. um, or issues there, which is great. And, and you know, where we're importing from the farmers, they 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 rely on it too, so they can't have the same, like, right. we need this shit out. Yeah, yeah. Um, so fortunately, we didn't feel a huge pinch there. The That's biggest good. one for us was just, you know, the end buyers. Right. You know? Um, but, uh, yeah, we were we were lucky in that sense. That's good, man. What, uh, you, and you're, you're in hotels. I saw you guys have like an espresso martini one too, right? That's, that's, yeah. That's espresso totally. martinis are, oh man, that trend right now. Oh, I'm right. not even calling it a trend because it's not espresso martinis. It's coffee cocktails mm-hmm. is the thing. And it's going to continue yeah. being the thing. 
uh, it's why we've gotten such popularity in like hotels, restaurants, mm-hmm. bars. I mean, I as a, as a as a man, I love coffee cocktails. I love espresso martinis, and I also love like because <laughs> we have different flavor cold brews. I love seeing what these uh, like bartenders and mixologists are doing, like mm-hmm. mixing our horchata cold brew with some will do like tequila based. Oh, that's cool. We have this account in Bankers Hill is doing a whiskey based uh, espresso martini, and I went in. I'm like, I have to try it. Yeah. It's delicious. So, like, I, I think they're going to get more creative and more creative. And, like, my opinion is it's almost replacing, whereas adult, you can't really drink the, the vodka Red Bulls anymore. No. But you need some caffeinated. Yeah, yeah, Because you know if we're going to stay out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So this is kind of like the, the more prolific version of a, a Red Bull vodka. I'm with you, dude. <laughs> I, I have, I love espresso martini. Last night, we went to dinner last night, and I had two. Yeah. But, like, total <laughs> fan. But I also love coffee, too. Um. We got like a, we got an espresso machine recently. I've okay. been loving that. Yeah. Um, but I've actually noticed have you, since you've been in the coffee industry, have you found out that a lot of your friends actually don't drink coffee? Um, it's hit or miss. I've found out what kind of coffee drinkers my friends are, huh. and that's really interesting. Even sometimes our staff, like, there's a definite difference between, well, age, um, gender, mm-hmm. like what females. I used to like bark at, we had a couple of girls working in our office and they'd come in every fucking day with Starbucks. And I said, what, what are you doing? And they, <laughs> but they just preferred that. Like, cause all of our, our cold brew and coffee is zero sugar. It's like mm-hmm. zero anything. Right. Um, except for horchata, but they love that. Like the sugary base, mm-hmm. the lattes and frappe, like all right. those, which then we actually started looking like, well, maybe we need to make something a lot, a little more along those lines. So we actually keg a couple some flavors Mm -hmm. that are a little bit sweeter, Mm -hmm. a little bit more sugar um, for that reason. Mm -hmm. But it's interesting seeing what kind of coffee drinker people are. My wife always buys the the pumpkin spice every October, November. There's like our pumpkin spice. No, just a pumpkin. Yeah. A creamer like for the house. And then recently uh, I saw a few friends, they went to this restaurant downtown and they had pumpkin spice espresso martinis. And I was like, that's a, uh-huh. Idea. So you guys have a, pump, a pumpkin spice? We do, and, it, and I love it. Like We have a pumpkin spice during the pumpkin season, yeah, which yeah. is crazy. Yeah, It's like a holiday season now. It is, but it should just be year-round. Like, shit's good. I know, yeah. I know, I know, and we've, we've kicked that around. Like, Do we keep this year-round because we have customers? We only do a limited run mm-hmm. through like the fourth quarter, but then we also release a peppermint patty cold brew. So all those restaurants, then they, they acknowledge that, and they're starting to make like cocktails with right. pumpkin, peppermint patty. Like, yeah. Right now, our peppermint. Patty's gone absolutely crazy at uh, restaurants, what they're mixing it. Yeah, for. yeah. So, I can see that. That's yeah. awesome, man. Yeah, man. It's, it's fun. Yeah. It's, I, it, were you a big coffee drinker before going into that business? I was a pretty big coffee drinker. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah and I, it, uh, I knew like coffee's such a big market. And it is. And because I came from beverage, um, I knew, I knew the, uh, categories I didn't want to touch. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really want to, I didn't want to go into booze, right. um, energy drink, none of those, um, unless we had, you know, seven plus figures in the bank mm-hmm. and distributions stat. Like we had, there had to be a lot more boxes checked for me to even consider that. I knew coffee is always growing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I knew specifically when we were, were in 2020, nitro cold brew, was just really gaining popularity. Right. And it's funny, it almost like cannibalized just straight cold brew. Mm-hmm. Um, now nitro infused is like, you gotta have it. Right. You have to have it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I knew there was a lot, of, a, a lot of room for us to play. And I also knew um, a lot of coffee companies, they're very traditional, um, very by the book mm-hmm. as far as how they market, how they walk and talk and treat their brand. That's, yeah, Starbucks. Yeah. Um, and I didn't want to, I didn't want to be that, you know, I, I knew there's a void like, okay, let's create a brand that's fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's, let's create a brand that also speaks to like the coffee drinker. The demo has gone down. Right. You know, when we were growing up, like I didn't even think about coffee as a kid, a teenager. And yeah. I don't even think I drank coffee in college or like post-college, but now my niece is 12 mm-hmm. and my other niece just turned 18 there. It drives me crazy. I actually forbid it because they go to the local coffee shop almost daily. They're getting like the lattes and mm-hmm. all that. I didn't even think about that. Mm-hmm. So we we wanted to create something, a brand that was a little bit more rebellious and a little more fun and spoke to like yeah. the younger. I like that. Younger. Your demo. younger self. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Because the coffee drinker, what's good is you still will always have like that older coffee drinker will always exist. Mm-hmm. But now we've just opened it up because now there's so many younger ki- kids yeah. 
who are drinking coffee. Yeah, that's great. It's How wild. are you? 38. 38. Okay, I think about that. Yeah, I know. I always think about it. I'm turning 35 next month. So yeah, coffee for me when I was younger was non-existent. Didn't even know. I was like an energy drink guy. Like Same. In, in high school. Yeah. I didn't even think afterwards. about it. No. But it's funny because now I can't live without having a cup of coffee. <laughs> two, I know. Two cups of coffee in the morning, which is which is interesting. I know, man. Um, when you started the Pokey Company, were you... Uh, it's funny. We talked about Jeff. Jeff always talks about don't start a uh, don't start a restaurant if you're a cook, or most restaurants are started by cooks mm -hmm. that don't survive. Were mm -hmm. you a, like a, a cook? No, not at all. Like, Pokey was that? Um, did you even like Pokey when you started the Pokey Company? Yeah, yeah. It, that's really good advice by Jeff. Yeah, it's actually that's good advice in general. If like you're the if you're the so to speak like engineer artist mm -hmm. of the company, it's a lot more challenging because what those guys have they they're loaded with talent, but they just kind of have like the business the business function of their brain just doesn't work. You need them. You mm -hmm. need someone like that who obviously you need a great chef, someone who knows the recipes and menu inside and out, but you have to have someone who knows how to build the business. Right. Um, especially with what we wanted to do. Yeah. I fortunately, one of my main partners in the company, he's like the best operator in food and Bev, um, in San Diego, in my opinion. That's awesome. Um, again, you know, he can, he can hold his own in the back of house, yeah, but yeah. he's all, he's not a cook, right. but he knows, he knows all the inner workings. Um, but Pokey was, dude, I was, Pokey came to me, I was in Big Bear on a vacation in 2018, and I went to my first Pokey shop, Big Bear of all places, mm -hmm. and now I still stay in touch with the owners because they, like, inspired it. They're awesome people. It's called Tropicali. They just got named the number one Yelped Pokey restaurant in the country. They're in, in Big Bear. In Big Bear. That's yeah, crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. You have to go there because their customer service and the people are incredible. But I was there, I went in. And I was blown away. I'm like, I, I, I have to do something about this. Yeah, yeah. And I actually tried bringing their brand to San Diego. So I hit them like, hey, so we're in this space. Um, I'd love to like, you want to license it or do some sort of partnership. And they're just kind of small town people. Mm -hmm. They weren't really moving oh, fast. Yeah, they were yeah. also moving locations right onto the main strip of Big Bear. So I'm like, Pete, what are you doing? Like, like you can, we can do this on our own. Yeah, we yeah. got the team right. to do it. And that's how it was inspired. That's awesome, dude. It's crazy. What was the startup like with that? Did you do it all on your own or did you, did you get funding? Yeah, we did. We, we brought in a little bit of investment. What's good is it in, it's, it's a fast, casual restaurant. Right. So, you know, it's about a couple thousand square feet of space. We were really attracted to that. Actually, we didn't want to open a full service restaurant right. because fast, casual is great from like an operating standpoint. It's a little less, um, you know, you're, you're not putting out as much in labor mm -hmm. um, to manage the day-to-day -day isn't as intensive. It's, it's you know, I, I hate describing it this way. It's like it's like a ch less. chipotle for, for raw fish, right. you know, yeah, like yeah. you go up and order. But the, the plan was, you know, we want to duplicate this mm -hmm. fast. So the first one, the real work was just getting, like, the mechanics of how the whole space was going to work and the design and all that, and obviously nailing the product. Right. Um, but then the idea was to duplicate it. Um, and franchise out. Yeah. How many do you guys? We still have one. Okay. The, the reason Dropkick is the reason that we we had to stop only because Dropkick, we acquired it right after we opened Pokey and it exploded. Um, so we've been running Pokey mm -hmm. Vita, but the original blueprint was, was before pandemic and before we acquired this big company. Um, so now we actually, these are actually a partner conversation we have right now. Like, do we still do that or... I'm, I'm, my time is, is fully invested in dropkick. Uh -huh. So I kind of defer to what my partner is like, Hey, what do you want to do? Right. Um, because I'm completely wrapped up in. Sure. Dropkick. Do you bring in like a new operator then to run Pokey V? Like if you were to do the franchise out, would you run like bring in a new operator so that they can start running that? And yeah. We've kicked around a couple ideas. We actually have one or two people, one in particular who works for us who, you know, would, could be that person. Mm -hmm. Um, there's just, there's so much like, because we've been through this, there's a lot to sort through. Right. Um, and we're, we're such a like, you know, I feel like we troubleshoot and problem solve before any type of, we're so conservative now. Mm -hmm. we, I used to be a little bit bigger of a risk taker um, that we don't exactly know which direction we want to go. Gotcha. <laughs> Man, that makes sense. I mean, not everyone has it figured out. <laughs> knows what, it, it, knows what they want to do. Yeah. And I, I always remind because it, it's frustrating for us, but I'm like, hey, guys, when we open you got to remember, I think people have short-term memory. Mm -hmm. It's like before this pandemic, we were all completely different humans. Um, what we did professionally, personally, at least me. And so I said, hey, guys, when we first came back, I said, let's open Pokey. You know, I had this marketing agency. We, we This was our first restaurant. We did have the bar over there, but it was running. Mm -hmm. 
you know, now, now we have a, a massive distributorship, um, a beverage company in Southern California, now Arizona, you know, we're kind of like, we're just, we're still catching up, mm-hmm. you know? So let's give ourselves a little grace. Right. Um, and understand like, okay, that was the original plan, but plans change. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm totally happy with how the plan. That's good. I mean, do that at the end of the day, that's all that matters. Yeah. Do you, is it, is it challenging running all three businesses? It, it was in until about a year and a half ago that I really had to voice or step in and say, Hey, I, you know, cause what we have positioned for dropkick, um, it's the biggest of the businesses. And I said, I, I can't toggle anymore. Mm-hmm. Cause yes, it is. It's it, really hard capacity. Yeah. yeah. It's hard turning off one brain, especially when you're talking to like, you're talking to a different set of employees, right. different set of problems, initiatives, mm-hmm. all that. It's really hard. Mm-hmm. And I did, I've done that for a long time. Uh, and I said, Hey, if we really want this thing to go to the moon, um, I can't toggle anymore. Right. Um, now I'm still a- absolutely present. You know, we still have our meetings. I know all the inner work. I know what's going of on, course. Yeah, yeah. but I just like, I can't toggle. And what's good is it was a bit of a opportunity cost, mm-hmm. but we've seen it. We've seen the results. Like it, it it's been worth um, the change, and I have partners, so right. it was kind of changing everyone. Like, hey, now you, my commitment to you now is you're not going to have to toggle and think about. Dry. I've got all this, right? You know, the good, the bad, the fires, the storms, I've got it. Um, so I think that was a really fundamental change we made that's that's paid off. I think opportunity cost too. Like f- for you, I can see like the coffee business is massive, the coffee industry, mm-hmm. like that space scaling you know, something like that versus scaling a restaurant or franchising out, I think would be more challenging. And maybe that's my limiting belief with you scaling, scaling the coffee versus scaling like Poke Vida, for example, yeah, or I mean, opening another bar. Yeah. I mean, every restaurant has its, its ceiling and you right. want to max that ceiling. Dropkick ceiling is so fucking high. It's huge. It's huge. Yeah, the opportunity that, that's why I tell them like, guys, my commitment also too is like, I can create what, you know, what we typically budget a, another Poke Vida location doing annually. Mm-hmm. Like I can, I can do that dropkick in like, like a couple months. Yeah. As far as like bringing on new distribution, or we're working on a new customer right now in Arizona. Like that is is arguably one or two what what those would do, which is great. Mm-hmm. Like, you know that's that's the that's the enormity of this type of business, and it's also the reason we like I like we don't want me to, to be toggling any other way. Like that's what we no, want. This you thing, want. you know, and 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 we're all also in it for it. Like this is an asset. Like the more like. That's great short term. It's bringing more short term, but it's also adding to its long term. Like, eventually, we want to sell. Sell. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's exciting. That's, uh, that's awesome, man. Yeah. So who who is Peter? What do you like to do for fun? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we could talk. We, I'm sure we could talk all day about businesses and growing. And yeah, growing yeah. That, but um, fitness has always been big. I love anything like active, outdoor, challenging. I'm like a glutton for. Uh, it's funny. We were messaging about the, the fast. Oh yeah. I want to talk about that. Yeah. You reminded me. I'm a glutton for anything that's like that, that you legit think of and it scares you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I realized right before that fast, I'm like, I haven't done any, like it's been a minute since I've done something that was really like, Oh man, this is going to suck. Or I'm, I'm scared of it. Yeah. yeah. Um, which like going into the new year, I'm now like I'm earmarking mm-hmm. like, okay, you're going to have this regularly doing, um, things that scare you a little bit yeah. more. Um, but I, I love anything outdoor fitness. You know, I, I am, I am single. So I, I have committed like, you know, your status single or, or in a relationship can change like that. Yep. And there's a lot of changes that go with it. I'm good at both. Mm-hmm. Um, so while I'm single, I also like, um, I'm committed to being like untethered. So my free time too, I like to travel, mm-hmm. um, where, where I can, yeah, uh, yeah. 100%. for sure. Um, so when I can get away, even like you know, to go for a snowboarding trip or right. something else. That's kind of like, you know, once you get a wife and children and all that, then that's your traveling. Yeah. That's your time, so which is fine. Yeah. You know, that you just travel different. Yeah. The seasons of life, man. <laughs> yeah. So and even I like just, dude, I don't, I'm not, I'm not doing any exotic, you know, I don't have a lot of time to get away. Mm-hmm. So I'm not doing exotic trips out of the country, but I do love just like exploring. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what it is. I love exploring, adventuring. Um, so yeah, that's awesome, man. Yeah. Let's talk about the fast. Yeah. So you did, uh, dude. By the way, did you see Dana White's transformation? That's what. It, that's what. That's why I did it. I know I'm a Dana White super fan. Dude, I saw that shit and I was like, holy shit! 
dude, he got shredded. I know. Well, like, he he got linked up with Gary Brecca yeah. a few months ago, mm-hmm. and that's when I really started listening mm-hmm. and following Gary Brecca. I've actually reached out to the, the 10X team because I've done a blood panel before um, with a company local, and I'm due to do another one. I'm going to do it through them mm-hmm. um, and just kind of get put through the, the system. Of, mm-hmm. Okay, what what all do you guys offer? Because, you know, I mean, the results speak for himself. You look at him. Oh, yeah. Looks incredible. Yeah. And he's not a bullshitter. That's what I love about him as Me a business too. owner. Yeah. Um, he tells exactly what he's gone through and, like, the feelings he's having. And at his age, I'm like, dude, that's fucking incredible. Yeah. I shared that with my my mother. I'm like, mom, you got to look into this. Like, this is incredible. Um, but, yeah, him posting about the water fast was definitely when it put on my radar. Mm-hmm. The next day, I went into, into our brewery. Mm-hmm. And our head roaster is a, a retired NFL guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to him. I went to one of my other partners. And actually two of my other partners, I said, hey, guys, we're doing this. I said, I need I need a team to do this together. Little accountability partners. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and just to, like, have them. I, I was I, I posted, like, our text chain yeah, yeah. at one, one point in the middle of it. Um, but by Corey, our head roaster, uh, and he's been through the NFL, done all sorts of, like, different health, wellness stuff. He's like, oh, I've done, I've done this before. He mm-hmm. made me feel a little bit more confident. Right. And he was like, yeah, down, let's do it. And so I think a week or week and a half later, we picked the three days we were going to do. And uh, it was it was challenging, man. Do you feel like the first day was the hardest and then the second and third was like a little easier? So first day, no, because you're still kind of riding off the ah, meal that you had a little yeah. bit. So it's just kind of like, eh, I'm a little bit hungry, but whatever. The second day, why it sucks is it's a mental game. So you're like, I have nothing to look forward to today because I can't eat till tomorrow. So all second day. Like, and, and I also describe it as so it's so boring water and one day I, w- I one of the days which i'm like dude i can't do anything about it i had a meeting in vegas with a new supplier we're using i literally was flying in and flying out same mm-hmm. day first day of my fast mm-hmm. i'm like i'm gonna be in airports i bought i bought, four, I bought four different bottles of dasani water because i'm like i'm not refilling it with shitty water yeah, yeah, yeah and i can't eat food i'm looking at the shake shack at the vegas airport <laughs> and I'm smelling i'm like oh my god and then my flight home is delayed so i'm sitting there even longer just just dousing water. Right. Um, but yeah, day two is just like, oh man, I got a whole, whole day. And then day three is even more of my fuck because you're like thinking, now you're all you're thinking about is that meal at five o'clock. Me and my partners, we went to Good Bar. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dude, I'm like, we let the chef know. He knew we were already on a fast. Yeah, yeah. We had fish tacos lined up, backed by a cheesesteak lined <laughs> up. And then we, we heard all this advice about, you know, ease back into after right. a fast, have soup or smoothie, this and that. Like, I gave like a Lombardi speech mm-hmm. to, to the partners. I'm like, hey, I've been eating three meals a day or more for 38 years, and I just went three days without. Fuck what that thing says. I'm doing my own thing. Yeah. You guys are with me or you're against me. <laughs> we all did. We, we went through the tacos, the cheesesteak, and then I took a picture. I got home, and I, I picked up like dessert on uh-huh. the way home, and so did my other my other. <laughs> but I will tell you, uh, the next day, uh, we you, each unanimously felt incredible. Um and my one partner, he's had real, a lot of trouble sleeping. He also mm-hmm. has uh, two kids, mm-hmm. just, you know, all the stress and everything, plus a family and kids, which I don't have that. Mm-hmm. And he's had a really hard time sleeping. He literally is like, that is the best night's sleep I've had in a- at least a year or two. Really? I would um, think it would be the opposite. I know. I know. Um, but it's it's now, it's also changed my eating habits now. Interesting. Because um, I was always looking to, for that next meal. And yeah, you also, yeah. your mind will tell yourself, like, hey, man, you haven't had lunch yet. You need lunch. You right. need lunch. Like, I don't think about that. Um, and it's also like, dude, shut up. You, you went three days without a meal. Right. You're fine. So now I'm trying to commit to two meals a day. Okay. I'm trying to do breakfast, dinner, and have a longer fast in between, like 14 to 16 hours. Um, because I just realized, dude, we're always shoving food in our mouths. Yeah, I used to intermittent fast, uh, like, way, like, I don't know, five, five or six years ago when I first really got into fitness. And then... Um, now I can't, I, like, I probably could, mm-hmm. but it's a limiting belief because I'm always like, I want to eat breakfast. So I go mm-hmm. to the gym in the morning, so I'm, I'm like starving after the gym. So I'm eating a smaller, I have a smaller breakfast, then I'll have lunch and I'll have dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I want to do it. When you, when you post it, when I actually saw Dana White's thing, I read about it. I watched an interview about it and then I saw you post it and I was like, 72 hours is a little bit more manageable than 86. Yeah. Um, I think 86 would be a little rough because I get, dude, I get hangry. Like, yeah. When I'm yeah. dieting or trying to like cut down for summertime or something, like my wife knows that like if I don't have food, I can be a little like tense, especially with work stuff going on mm-hmm. or anything else. But 
Yeah. My, one of the partners, he said that at the like at the last 30 minutes when we were about to eat, he talked about, he read the study on from 72 to 86, what happens? I'm like, bro, this is my cap. I don't, and maybe if I, if I mentally went over knowing I'm going 86, I would have been more prepared, but I was like, I was at my end. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, I'm done, dude. Did you feel like lethargic at work and stuff? Like just like not wanting to be there? Um, not as much as you think. I also didn't, well, I think third day I, I screwed it up too. Cause I went up to my buildings gym. I didn't work out each day. I took those two off. Um, and I did a light workout the third day and mm-hmm. I think it just like, it activated my body mm. and I got out of it and I was like, I would never say I was felt starving mm-hmm. each time, each day. But when I did that on the, the last day, I'm like, Oh my God, I, I think it, I think it activated some shit. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and it might not have been the best idea, but you know, Corey, he, he worked out each day. Nice. Um, so I would say do it. Yeah. Yeah. Just I'm going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, it's more like you just get in your head, like with anything. No, for sure. You get yeah. in your head. Yeah. How much did you weigh yourself before and after? Yeah. We all lost weight. Um, well, I didn't want to, but we, I lost like between six and eight pounds. Okay. Um, and I mean, a lot of that, just, oh, it's water weight, you know? Yeah. Yeah. For most yeah we expected it. Yeah. Of course. Um, Corey lost like 14, but he's a bigger guy. He's like 240 pounds. Um, Kenny was about the same, like 10. Um, So, yeah, that was my worry. I'm like, I don't, you know, I kind of just worked up my weight to where I wanted to be. I'm Mm -hmm. like, I hope I don't lose a lot. I'm like, I'm going to make that shit up really quick. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, of course. Um, Does the 10X, uh, when you do the blood, the blood panels with them, is it more for, is it a clinic? Like a TRT or is it just like? No, so like, dude. Running your health off blood panels is so great. And I, I went to a company here called Live mm-hmm. in Little Italy. Mm-hmm. And they do it. And they just send you to any, like, right. any blood. I go to the clinic. That's what I'm asking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's just like that. Yeah. And, and, you know, then they – so I'm, that's why I said I've done it through a company here. Mm-hmm. So now I'm curious to see what they do. And I right. haven't actually got drawn blood yet with them. But, you know, I went in with the doctor at Live, and, and it's great. They run you through everything. Like, like everything from your testosterone, sex drive, yep. sleep, your – just all the things. Mm-hmm. And then he kind of like curates, you know, you can do all the things right. um, or you can kind of, what do you want to attack? Right. Um, and he also will tell you what you're like deficient in that, that for me, was like, dude, I, I need to do this more consistently twice a year where like, you're really seeing like the heartbeat of right. Improvements. Your health. Yeah. Yeah. I did, five years ago. I found out that I had low, I had low testosterone. So I've been on TRT, um, for the last five years. No shit. But yeah, whenever they, when I went in for like my, my blood stuff, it's funny because when you're going to those clinics, most of the time, that's the reason why I'm asking. Most of the time they're just going over your testosterone, your, you know, you, you have good blood pressure, the way that your blood is flowing through your veins, like different things like that. But I just never, back then I didn't think of it in terms mm-hmm. of a health reason. I just wanted to get my sex drive back, get my sleep yeah, better. Yeah. Um, you know, and have my testosterone raised where I even wanted to have sex in the first place. Right? Yeah. So when I went, I went for all of those reasons, but now looking back, I got my blood, you know, you have to go in every year to Mm -hmm. redo it again to see where you're at, where your levels are. But I listened to his pod, the Gary Brecker podcast, and it was talking about a lot of that stuff. And it's just interesting because most of it, I wasn't thinking about overall health. Mm -hmm. I was just thinking of what's the solution to like, yeah, yeah, to like the one problem that I thought I had, but then other things can come up like now you know, talking about marriage and stuff and kids. Um, you know, now I'm, I don't know about kids. I'm, I've been on TRT for so long that I know that, that oh, really? like you don't produce natural sperm anymore. Oh, I didn't know that. So when, um, I went this past year, I told them that I was getting married and they asked me about kids and I was like, yeah. And they were like, well, you probably have to go off. And I'm like, huh? I wish I was kind of like aware but, of some but of But by stuff. going off, will that, you know, you'll, then it'll kind of re, I don't know. Interesting. I haven't gone off. Like I've never gone off. I've been on like straight. What's since. your experience been? It's like been good, good. Good and bad. What's, what's been the good? What's been the bad? If there's any, um, I don't think there's been either. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, I, everyone who I've, I've known people who like actually take testosterone for like drug, like drug use, drug, drug abuse. Mm-hmm. And some of them have felt a lot different for me. I just felt normal after taking it. Because I was already deficient in testosterone. Like, my testosterone gotcha. was already so low. So I didn't feel – I just felt better. But, like, 
when I was younger there, everyone was like, oh, yeah, it felt like Superman. I'm like, no, I don't, I don't feel like that. I've heard that. Yeah, yeah. But it's, um, I think it never, everyone's affected by certain things differently. Al- yeah. Alcohol, drugs, whatever. Yeah. Um, for me, it just wasn't. But I wish that I would have known earlier about the lack of sperm production. Because now thinking about kids and, you know, the next season of my life, it's like, okay, it's going to be really hard after five years of being on TRT to get off of it. Mm-hmm. And um, I know from everyone that I've talked to, it's very challenging, especially after really? going on for a really long time. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, you know, once my blood kind of points that direction, I'm all for, I'm going to give try TRT for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, you'll, you'll fucking blow up. Yeah. But I, I, I'm not going to like meet in, or talk to any, a lot of people in, in person mm-hmm. in detail mm-hmm. about their experience. Um, uh, like one or two and they just, they said the same thing, you mm-hmm. know, like I, Superman's probably the closest yeah, yeah. way of describing it. Um, but, dude, that's great. Yeah, and I think, too, for some people, they're deficient in testosterone, but they, um, like, I was still able to, to build muscle and, and things like that. So it was different. Uh, my experience with it was different than what I think a lot of other people were just because I was deficient. Mm. But, yeah, it's um, that's interesting. I'm curious to see how your so, so, uh, blood work goes. Are you... Are you are you trying to get in the baby making business now? So you have to, you have to get out of Dodge with. <laughs> so we are kind of planning a little bit. Um, we are trying to do our honeymoon in Italy this next year, okay. um, first quarter sometime, probably like April May. So I think she's just gonna kind of like wean herself off of birth control and then um, wait until. Like to actually try probably when we're in Italy and then, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then we'll, we'll see how it goes. But we've also, we've also been on the other camp where it's like, if we don't have kids, we don't have kids. Cause mm-hmm. now I'm kind of in that mindset of like, maybe it can't happen. Yeah. Yeah. So if it doesn't, it doesn't, we'll just get more dogs and call yeah. it a day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that's totally okay. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. I think people get a little bit too, too hung up on, you can still have a great life. Oh, you for sure. A lot of fun. Yeah. No, I know. Yeah. I can, we live, you know, with kids, it's like you're selfless. Like when you're mm-hmm. just married or just single, you're very selfish, mm-hmm. um, which isn't a bad thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just different stages of life for us. We enjoy to be selfish with each other, be able to go travel and go do what we want to do and have a good time and drink and hang out and be by a pool and tropical weather and mm-hmm. all that different stuff with kids. It's going to be completely different. So we'll just be in a different season of life. If that happens. Yeah. So man, that's, that's become so relevant for me in the last, I think COVID really brought it to light. Um, and it's, interesting having these thoughts as a single man uh-huh. um, because I do want kids and I think it's been heightened in the last couple of years only because you know I think what COVID did is it, is it shrunk and removed everything and yeah. like really expose our true identity mm-hmm. you know I before pandemic my what I at least thought was my identity mm-hmm. um, it wasn't foolish but it it, it wasn't like substance mm-hmm. um, and also to like obviously I'm in like such I'm a builder mindset mm-hmm. growth mindset like I think that's one of my biggest attributes as far as like owning, operating businesses. I've just obsessed with building. But then I hit a point. I'm like, what am I building this for? You know, like I love the fact that it employs people. I love the fact, like I love just the, the full on mechanics of running a business, even the challenges. But then I had to take a couple steps back. Like, okay, well, what do you love about it? Like personally. Right. And you know, you're going to build it so you can be on the highest mountain by yourself build it so you know like it's all about the company you bring with and a hundred percent like the people i'm building with are part of that but you also kind of look like okay who, who's like who's, who's who to share benefit with? from this other than other right than me, you right know? and i think there's like you probably experience this even like you know it, it's not necessarily just kids but like even having a wife is there's something great about like it creates a different drive in you a hundred percent you know and I, and, I, and I don't understand like the people who they're with someone who d- does the opposite i'm like dude run get away from yeah that. You know, you should be with someone like, oh, my God, when I leave this house, I am going, like, balls to the wall. Right. Because I just want to come home. Like, you know, mm-hmm. it just gives you a different drive. Yeah. Um, I think there's something definitely to be said about that. And I don't know yet, but I've been fortunate to have a business partner with kids. And most of all, I'm like, like my brothers, my my uh, my best friends have mm-hmm. kids now. Mm-hmm. To kind of witness that with my own two eyes. I've done a lot of, like, learning as, as a third party. Sure. That, like, I don't care what anybody says. That's. That's what matters the most. It is. That's what really matters. Yeah. It, yeah, for sure. Dude, I I found, I felt something very different when we got engaged. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what I was working for and what, what I was working towards. Like, yeah, we were dating for a long time, but it's just, it feels different. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, now, 
now married, it does feel a little different, but it felt more like the instant change was when we got engaged where I was like, okay, this is big picture. We're doing, I'm, I'm doing what I'm doing now to where when we do have kids. I don't have to be like, yes, the dad who is constantly having to be at work. I can go to sports games or whatever, wherever I need to be because I didn't have that when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And that was the biggest reason why I, I feared one committing to being in like a, a long-term relationship because I didn't have a father figure that I looked up to. So it was, um, it was challenging mm-hmm. and it was still scary for the longest time. Mm-hmm. That's actually, Dan and I talked a lot about this about like, as we get older, it's like, you need to have, forget about the past a little bit and, and, and realize that there's, there is someone out there and, and you can, you can find that person that, that, um, that brings that out of you. Yeah. Well, two things I love about that. One is working for the future. You is so powerful. Oh yeah. Um, because I used to kind of just work, work for the right now. Of course. Um, and it's so weird to say this, that I'm working like, again, as a single man, but I'm working for the future me because I know I won't, I won't always be. Mm-hmm. So I want to work now to like set that up like, okay, like what you just said, like I can then enjoy that part, that season of life yeah. with and not have the stresses mm-hmm. that I have now. Because right now I can bear all those stresses. I'm not thinking about other people or little ones or right. um, all that. But the other thing is, and, and I, I always butcher it, and I can't remember who I, I listened to someone describing the power of who you pick to be with, mm-hmm. like your partner, your wife, husband, whatever we all want to call it. Now. Mm-hmm. Like they describe it so perfectly that it's, it is the biggest decision of your entire life. And I'm sure people have heard that like, like, Oh, of course, of course. But no, if you really boil it down, like, and you're true to the relationship and everything we just talked about here, like they're driving you, you're bringing someone in and saying, Hey, I have all of my, my, my baggage, my, my wants, desires, dreams, and goals, but I'm bringing you in Mm -hmm. and I'm inheriting all of yours too, Mm -hmm. you know, and you're taking mine Yeah. and we're sharing this thing, you know? So when you have a bad day, I'm going to have a bad day. Yeah. When you have a good day, I'm going to have a good day. Right. You know, when like you miss a, a week from now, I miss too. Right. Like that's a really significant thing to sign up for. And, and also too, the power of the person you're with can really dictate the direction your life goes. Right. Cause like I said before, if you're with someone who just you dread or doesn't give you that spark, guess what? You are not going to build personally and professionally as good of a life. Yeah. I think having someone, if they have a bad day, like you're talking about good and bad days, if she has a bad day or if it, like your future wife, has a bad day, it would be your responsibility to help pick her up yeah, and make yeah, it better. True. Right. Yeah. And, um, like I'll take on all of the bad stuff and all I'm trying to do is make it, turn it into some type of positive to where she can take that and have a better day. Mm-hmm. Right. And the same thing with me, sometimes I just need to vent or things that are going on that maybe like small things that aren't that big of a deal, but it can affect your day. Mm-hmm. Um, and thankfully I'm with a person who just brings me up after I talk about it. Like she knows if I, if we like, I I feel like I was going through something um, a few weeks ago and I was just like, man, I'm just having like one of those days, Mm -hmm. you know, just not feeling right, not in the best mood, whatever. She gets home. She's like, she knows we love going to dinner. You know, like our, Mm -hmm. our thing is like date night. It's like, you know, go out to dinner, have a few glasses of wine, hang out, maybe an espresso martini. (laughs) So she like gets home. She's like, we're going to dinner. You know, she was like booked reservations. We went to dinner. And then I was like, the next day I was like back to normal, you mm-hmm. know, but it's just like those little things where like your partner knows yeah. what brings you yeah. out and makes you happier when you have one, one of those fucked up days. Yeah. And we all have them. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's beautiful. Yeah. That's how it should be. It is hundred percent, you know? And, and it's also like, if, if we're, if we're taking it the w- as the way it's supposed to be, you're getting married Yeah, or you're married. You're married. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is for life. Yeah. This is life. Mm-hmm. You know, where where else can we say, hey, I'm committing to this one thing for life? It's the only. Mm-hmm. Like, that's so big. Yeah. And, and it's not to be like, you know, people always say, you're too picky. They're like, I don't think, like, those somewhat apply. But like, no, I'm signing up to, to do everything you just described, not just this week. Right. Not this month. For the rest of my life. How's day life been? <laughs> What's that? How's dating life been? Are you on the apps? Oh, man, that is the number one question these days. <laughs> and, and I've developed an opinion uh-huh. um, on it is, you know, I, I think people's knee-jerk response, anyone who's single right now, who's intentional about dating, mm-hmm. 
is I'll, it, the, the single seat, the single uh, life is, is a mess. Mm-hmm. Dating's a mess. It's not. And they're not, they're not necessarily wrong, mm-hmm. but I think it doesn't just apply to dating right now. I think it's replies to just relationships in general. Right. We're kind of a mess. Mm-hmm. Um, I know there's as just as much issues happening in like marriages and serious relationships 100%. that are happening in dating. So you gotta, you gotta really turn the, 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 focus around like, okay, well, what is it? I think it's a cultural thing, mm-hmm. you know? It's just right now we're in an intention culture. Um, right now, like, our priorities are different. Um, my priorities are definitely different. So when I sit down and, like, I'm very intentional now, much different than I was before dating, mm-hmm. you know, on what my values are, what I'm looking for, it really narrows the field. Mm-hmm. Um, and at least what I'm seeing is, like, there's not a lot of people or women uh, it's really hard to find them that have like the values aligned mm-hmm. right, right now specific. Yeah. Um, and that makes it hard. It does. You know, yeah. I don't, I don't try to over, overthink it or get too frustrated, but I always remind them like, guys, this isn't like, I see just as many of these problems happening in marriages and relationships as in single. So I'm not going to sit here and like separate ourselves. I like, throw a pity party. Like, Oh my God, it's so bad. And like, no, everybody's having these problems because we're just, our tension's all over the place. Right. It's all over the place. Yeah. Yeah, and you have to like, like I wasn't ready. Like when when Wendy and I were dating for a long time, like, dude, we were on and off for a long period of time. We just we were having a good time, and it one day finally just clicked that like, oh, this is real. Mm-hmm. Um, Wild. It's weird. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, it's kind of the same thing with I think like I could imagine with dating, you're gonna meet a lot of fucking people, you know, mm-hmm. and you're gonna go through a lot of different people. Yeah, <laughs> and it's not gonna work. Yeah, but maybe it does one day. Yeah. And maybe that's when you're ready. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a big one too. Like you just nailed it. T- timing. Yeah. I believe not just for dating, I believe in timing on so much like timing that you're ready for whatever presents itself. Sure. Timing is everything, you know, yeah. personally in business. Like if I look back, timing was so critical to so much of like my, my big, uh, uh, course correction or course changes in life. Mm-hmm. I was just, the timing was right. I was ready for it. Yeah, yeah. Where if something comes your way and you're just not ready or prepared, um, then it just goes. Yeah. You know, I actually have a lot of those instances this year, but it's all related towards business. But yeah, I mean, with the coffee company, mm-hmm. like if it wasn't COVID, maybe he would have kept it. Well, well, dude, that's a great point. And I, I say it all the time. If it wasn't COVID, everything wouldn't have been shut down. So we had to spend like six to almost 12 months of when we first acquired really digging into just how everything, and we were being really particular on like, how has this this company, this machine been running? Mm-hmm. Um, just to, to kind of sign off on, okay, we're happy with this because we knew we wanted to build it into. Right. If I would have had everything else like pre-pandemic, like my other company and every, everything firing, there's no way I would have been able to dedicate the time I did to right. it. Now, it was very selfless time, unpaid time, all like, it, it was really seeing the long-term, like, okay, I know if I get this thing, like, like nothing's ever perfect, but if I get this operating right now when things are a little bit, you know, darker, it'll pay off down the road, which it has. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're right. It wouldn't have. And, and also too, like I said, right, right when the world shut down, I'm like, I told a couple of my partners, I'm like, there's gonna be a lot of opportunities that come out of here. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, this was one of them, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I fortunately was in the right place that the guy mentioned it, but I knew it was a great opportunity, but he wouldn't have done this if, you know, if the world was, if, and everything was, was still smooth. Guy's a multimillionaire. Yeah. He had like every, he could have kind of kept running it and kept investing in it and all that, but it was just the frustration and all all the things combined. He made a decision, and as I said, it wasn't a misfortune, um, but it would have never happened. And, and honestly, for me, from like my first business to now, it couldn't be a more of a full circle of all like the experience I've accumulated. Mm-hmm. It's the business that it was meant for. That's it awesome, is the yeah. business. I love that. Like the, like what we're doing, um, the space, the product space, the everything, how it works and the scale it can go to. Um, it has every part of like what um, I've been working on the last 12 years, which I didn't write this into a business plan. No. You know, I didn't know. Like I was building a, I for years was building up a business that was scaling well before uh, pandemic. Um, and, and honestly, I had to look at that. Like when we got this, like, reopening that business was a, a daily conversation and, and really reopening it, like right. going hard. Um, but I, what I kept justifying to myself is like, okay, even though that thing was flush, it was making good money. It's not, it is what 
bred you for this. Right. And this has way more long-term uh, potential. 100%. Um, and I, I, I just really, like, I actually, especially now, I enjoy it. You That's know, good, I, dude. I, I, you have to. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like if you, like, if I was miserable doing what I was doing or what I'm doing, I wouldn't do, I don't know, I wouldn't choose to do it. Yeah. You know, and there's always things that you, we don't like in mm-hmm. businesses. Yeah. Um, but they're small enough to where it's like I could still deal with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've, I've never been able to, even as young as like my first job and like specifically my first like career job out of college, I've never been able to be that person who says, I hate what I'm doing, but I'm going to keep doing it. Mm-hmm. I just I will be done with it. Yeah. It's crazy. You have to. Yeah. But I think that's we we talk about relationships too. <laughs> a lot of people stick out relationships that yeah. they're really bad in. So yeah. it can it can be the same thing with a job. A lot of people do have the fear of you know what's next. Yeah. If they don't find something with a job or with a person, they don't find the next best thing that they can jump to and figure it out. What they're, people are doing now though is they're figuring that out while they're still relationships yeah. or in business or in like business, yeah. they're feeling out what they want to protect themselves mm-hmm. so they have that guarantee so like okay now i feel a little bit i got a, i got a more comfortable parachute getting out of this mess so I, this is already lined up over there right certain situations that's okay but a lot of situations that's not okay relationships is definitely not okay yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. and i just spoke at this men's conference uh like a month ago and it was a really great group of guys but i I'm, I'm not discouraging anymore when I talk about owning a business or entrepreneurism. I'm just, my opinion's so much different. Um, but uh, I told them, if you guys are, if you guys are seeking guarantees, um, don't do this. Don't, don't open a business. Don't start a business because there is no guarantee. You as the owner, as the leader, you have to be the guarantee to everybody else who's following behind you. Mm-hmm. You have to see it or you have to believe it before you see it. Everybody else like you tell them what you want to do, they're like, oh, Josh, that's cool. They need to see it first. Mm-hmm. Like, no, no, I believe it. Now I'm going to convince you to follow me and do it, and it's going to be this, mm-hmm. you know. And I think right now, most everybody, and this is going to sound discouraging talk. It's like we're seeking mentors. We're seeking, you know, these are all good, but they aren't the like knight in shining armor. Mentors, business coaches, pot. Like we're consuming all this. Like that's not a guarantee. No, it's not a guarantee. You have to just go. You have to do go. the shit. Yeah, yeah. Go. Yeah. Um, and I've always been able to do that. And I and I know one of my strong suits has been able to like empower and motivate other people as well. But because I believe so like firmly in mm-hmm. it before you actually see it. And I've I've so many times, like, to the point I almost enjoy it, where like you have so many people like, yeah, 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 whatever. When you're saying like what you what you want to do or mm-hmm. you're building. And then how how it all shifts when it comes to fruition. Mm-hmm. It's the it's the most rewarding feeling. Like guys, I was saying this three years ago. Yeah, I was saying this five years ago, and now it's this behemoth. Yeah, I've done this a couple different times with a couple different business. I'm like, but you're just you kind of you kind of just furrowed at when you're first talking about it. Um, and I I still even like I have guys working for me at Dropkick that I've told like, dude, you've been there, like in that that that, that those days. Mm-hmm. I'm in debt to you. Mm-hmm. I want you to get to the finish line with me, mm-hmm. you know, but I'll remind you every day and I, and you can ask them like, I'm in debt to you. I'm in debt to you for sticking it out because you, your, your role wasn't glamorous. Your pay wasn't glamorous, you know, but you believed, you mm-hmm. believe. And now like a couple in particular, like their role is a lot more glamorous. Their pay is a lot more glamorous. And also too, like their future mm-hmm. is really exciting. Yeah. But they like, they stuck it out. I'm like, dude, if you're rowing the boat with me, when it's a fucking storm, bro, when the sun is out, we are going to enjoy it. Yeah. You know? That's um, great. But it, not everybody has it. Everybody just wants the... Instant gratification. Instant gratification. <clears throat> they just want a guarantee. Like, if you want a guarantee, there's nothing wrong with it. Get, a, like, a really good job in a really good culture. Right now, so much of the workforce has gone remote, so you have more freedom. This mm-hmm. and that. Like, there's your guarantee. First and 15th, you know you're getting paid. Yeah. You know, I think it's fucking hard. I think it's really hard. I'm going to say this and it's maybe a little controversial, but I think a lot of, of men in particular are very soft these days. Oh yeah. And you know, when they think about business or running a company or anything like that, a lot of them think that a lot of shit's going to come really easy, but in reality it is not easy. Mm -hmm. Like to build a solid business, to build people behind you that are willing to work for you and believe in the same vision as you, it takes a strong leader, but it also like, 
you got to have it in you mm-hmm. to get up and go to work every day, even when you don't feel like doing shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot of lazy ass dudes out there. Yeah. That. Yeah. Y- yeah. I, I, yeah. That is controversial saying soft because what I do, I agree. Um, what I do like seeing is there's such a more of an aspect on like our mental and physical health right now, right. Like being built strong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I always have to remind people, like, you know, morning routines right now are a very popular thing, yeah. trendy thing. And I have a great morning routine. Like, guys, that's just a responsibility. Mm-hmm. You should wake up, you take care of yourself, get your head straight. What the fuck do you do the rest of the day? That's what matters. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you can have an amazing morning routine. I just watched this uh, podcast with Jeff Bezos mm-hmm. last week. Arguably the most powerful, most influential, successful guy in mm-hmm. the world. They asked him about his morning. His words, he's like, for like the first two hours, he's like, this probably doesn't add up to a lot of people, but I putter. Like I kind of walk around the house and I'll scroll on my phone. So this guy was not talking about how he's like cold plunging, you know, and then he's sprinting on a treadmill right as he gets out of bed. And he's like, no, he literally said he's like, I putter. But you know that guy, when he goes in, he's fucking in. Yeah. That's I'm like, we should all be committed to doing the stuff that I just talked about, like taking care of our health taking care of like our, our headspace, all that. But the big thing is like, how do you, pl- like, how do you play? Right. Like, do you play? Like, and that's where I think we've gotten soft. Yeah. You know, no one's really committed to like, okay, sh- today's going to be fucking dirty. Mm-hmm. This week's going to be, this month's going to be, I've had so much dirt, like so much dirty, 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 disgusting work. Um, but that is what's like built me. And it's also why I'm so confident in leading. I'm like, dude, I've, I've done it. Right. You guys want to talk dirt? Yeah. You want to talk dirt? Talk dirt right. with me. Yeah, yeah. You know? But no, I, I, I don't that. think everybody wants to skip that. They want what you have now. Yeah, and I think as, as you get older, like your morning routine works for, for, for you, mm-hmm. right? And there's other routines that work for other people. But I don't, I don't agree. I agree with you. I don't think a morning routine is like the end all be all, mm-hmm. you know? Like you still got to get to work, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like reading, doing cold plunges and all that shit's not going to get like you from point A to point B. Yeah, well, you know. and, and it's also like that is you taking care of you, and that is fundamental. Mm-hmm. And as you get a wife and kids and jobs and career, it becomes harder to do that. Mm-hmm. But then there, ha- there has to be a big part of your life that you have service, mm-hmm. like whether it's to your business, your employees, to whatever. Mm-hmm. How do you operate then? You right. know, what, are, what is your routine then? Sure. What is your routine to your children? What's your routine to your employees? Mm-hmm. Which, like that for me is maybe stuff that needs to be exposed a little bit more. Cause I'm like, dude, everything, like I feel my, my morning routine, I'm so, I'm safeguard. I'm safeguarded with my sleep mm-hmm. and my morning because that is for me, mm-hmm. you know, that's what keeps me whole and it's, and I feel a little bit selfish, but I know that's what makes me the type of person I am. But then when I, I'm of service, like when I'm going into work, like that's, that's the real money maker, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, so I think we're missing a very big part of the recipe, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but it is good that, you know, right now more than ever, taking care of our mental and physical health couldn't be more popular. I think it's going to only get more popular. Right. Um, so that's good. Yeah. That's good. I mean, as a business owner, I think we, we mental health is, is big with owning a business, I, I think. That's what I like going to the gym in the morning in my routine. Um, but it just helps because if I'm going through, a sh- if I have a shitty day or whatever, like that stuff in the morning typically helps mm-hmm. me not have a worse day. If mm-hmm. I was lazy as fuck, if I didn't go to the gym, if I didn't get my workout in, I don't know, I'd probably be even more depressed. Yeah, but so. but don't you agree? Because I've always gone to the gym. It's just become my, my, my cadence, my routine. Yeah. But I don't describe it like I'm not putting myself on a pedestal. My my explanation is like if I'm if I have a healthy functioning body, shame on me if I don't take care of it. Yeah. You know, like it is my responsibility. That's why it's like it's and this could be controversial too to anybody that's like if you allow if you let yourself get unhealthy or beyond unhealthy, shame on you. You know, like there's so many people like, you know, the quickest way to, to, to be have gratitude about your health, become unhealthy, have a sickness, have something like really scary. You're like, oh, all of a sudden now it's your it's your number one concern. There's nothing else that matters. Right. When you have a health scare, nothing else matters. So why don't we get ahead of that? And exercise, take care of ourselves, do all this stuff. There's no guarantee that still something might not come to our front door, but it's not going to hit us as hard. So I'm like, I don't ever want to look back and be like, fuck, you know, I smoked all those years smoking cigarettes. And I'm like, 
I want to look back and I, I did my absolute best. So if something comes, it comes. But in the meantime, I'm going to take care. Like, this is our vehicle. Man. Yeah. This is what gets us around. I want, to, I want to ride. Yeah. Like, I love I that. want to ride. Yeah. So I'm going to take care of it. Yeah. I want to live for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, like, men are getting younger. Women are getting, like, appearance, looking, acting. Like, I remember growing up what 30 and 40 and 50 looked like. What it looks like now couldn't be any, like, more different. Yeah. Dude, I saw some, something, too, recently where they were talking about that we're going to probably live longer. Yeah, I like yeah. I mean, I, I guarantee that blood that those blood panels are just going to get smarter and smarter. Yeah, and like, <laughs> dude, think about our parents' generation. Like, they didn't have a sh- a shred of the knowledge about health and wellness and diet and all that. They were cranking down cigarettes and eating greasy processed food. Yeah, like sleeping like shit and drinking all like they live like that's at least how my folks were. You yep. know, and I'm like, what the fuck? But exercise, I never. Ever, ever, ever once saw mm-hmm. either of my parents exercise. Ever. Now it's like moms and dads are, are, are out exercising their kids. Yep. You know? Yeah. <laughs> no, dude, I mean, it's great. And I think it's important. I mean, it's funny. My, uh, my, you were talking about smoking. And my grandpa and my grandma both smoked cigarettes, like, all my younger, you know, when I was super young. And then my grandpa would smoke cigars, like, even in his 70s. And I'm mm-hmm. like, fuck, dude. Like, nowadays, like, it's, it's, I mean, I'll still smoke a cigar here and there. But, like... Every yeah. day is a different story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, and that's why, like, I think that's the driver is, yeah. is it's not putting on a pedestal. Like, I just want to, I want to have a vehicle that takes me to some bigger, better places. So that's the commitment. Mic drop. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> well, bro, thanks for coming on. I appreciate you. This is fun shooting the shit. For sure. Got into a bunch of different random stuff, relationships and business and all that. It's yeah, good. Yeah, man. Love it, dude. Yeah. This was, this felt, uh, as natural as it gets. Yeah. Oh, man. Cool, man. Well, appreciate <laughs> yeah. you for coming on. Thanks again. And then we will leave all of this stuff in the description. So thanks again for watching.